0: Thanks for tuning in to Real Original. My name's Dave.
1: I am Kelsey. I'm Trevor.
0: And today we're going to be talking about the Netflix exclusive movie Bright, uh, starring Will Smith. And it's quite the interesting movie. <laughs> uh, what did you guys think of Bright?
1: Uh, I think this was Trevor's second time watching it. It was my first time, even though it's several years old now. I thought it was okay.
2: <laughs> this, uh, this was, yeah, first time sober. Um, I like and hate this movie. Like, I feel like there's a good movie inside it.
0: And I had very yeah. similar reactions to it. And this was also my second time watching Bright. I don't think I was intoxicated the first time. Treb, was it better sober or was it better intoxicated? I
2: anticipated the disappointment more sober. Um, when, I, when I was drunk watching this movie the first time, I, like, my pupils dilated enough that I could actually see the action during the dark fight scenes and stuff. So uh, that was nice.
1: <laughs> I feel like my expectations, I did enjoy parts of it because it's been a couple years since it came out, I think. So I've had plenty of time to hear like mixed reviews of it and anticipate that it might not be the best. Yeah, it
0: came out in 2017, and I believe it's one of Netflix's most expensive movies made to date. Wow. And it's had wildly differing re- responses from critics and audiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know in my circle, I've it's split about half and half of people that are impartial to it or people that love it. I haven't really met anybody that passionately hates this movie quite yet. I'm sure they're out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so far ambivalence is, is the worst people have given this movie. Uh, and before we get too far into this conversation, I do want to say there's, of course, going to be spoilers while we talk about the plot and the events that happen in the movie. Treb, you had said that it feels like there's basically a good movie hiding in Bright. Uh, that's definitely something that I came away with. One of the things that I thought was that every scene pulled from this movie, if, if you were to show it to somebody as just one scene, It would be so intriguing. Any scene cut from this movie, just seen on its own, would make me say, this looks like it's coming from a bitchin' movie, and I want to see the full thing. But when you slice all the scenes together, it's just a lot of noisy, good scenes. Thoughts?
1: Maybe, except for the scene where she is laying on the ground. The elf girl? I already (laughs) forget. Lelou. Yeah. Um, No, yes, Tika. She is Yes, we did make the comparison <laughs> to Fifth Element. Which is confusing
0: because there's a late law in this movie. movie. Mm.
1: Right. No, it was like one of the first things I said when we saw this elf girl with like this haircut and talking in a weird language and overalls. Um, but no, what is it, Trevor, the scene where she's laying on the ground and like reaching oh, towards yeah. the sky? Oh, shit about home. That yeah, I don't know if you want to
2: jump into soft spoilers or hard spoilers, but yeah, she had been injured by having used some of her magic abilities, which, spoiler alert, there's magic in this movie. (laughs) Um,
1: But I say, I would say that was the one scene that I did think was just outright bad. I didn't think her acting was very good in that scene. But otherwise, Dave, I agree. Like, there's some really cool uh, world-building stuff that I think is really interesting if you look at it piece by piece.
0: Oh, yeah. The world building is just wonderful because the movie, this is kind of a really strong comparison, but it reminds me of kind of like Star Wars, A New Hope, where they just throw you into this universe that you don't fully understand, but they, they don't take any time like building you up like, okay, there's orcs and centaurs and dragons in this modern-day version of L.A. They just throw you right in. And I love that they do that to the audience. They're, it just really respects the audience, throwing you right into the story, right into this universe. But on the other side of that coin, there's so many things in this movie that are, that are offensive to me. Um, mm. In one of the scenes, Will Smith's character, uh, Daryl, and his partner, of course, played by Joel Edgerton. Uh, he's playing an orc cop named Nick Jacoby. They're getting attacked by a Latino gang. And Will Smith says, roll the windows up. They are bulletproof. Yeah, come on, just say roll the windows up. You don't have to hold my hand like that. Mm-hmm. And and then after they get shot at, after the windows get shot and the bullets don't go through, he says again. He says, "Ha, the windows are bulletproof."
1: Yeah, he didn't <laughs> say that. So. I was like, "Fuck <laughs> off!" Right? I think, I, and I think Trevor said too. He was like, "Didn't someone like punch through a?" cop car window earlier and i was like yeah he said they're bulletproof not fist i think that's a line
2: from the movie actually but i appreciate being equated with the incredible writing of bright
0: yeah tribe everybody knows that fists are stronger than bullets you idiot Mm.
1: um I did, I did like that there was stuff in the background that they never brought up. Like, I liked the centaur cops. I was, I did like, want to see more of the (laughs) centaur cops, but I also respect that they weren't like, yeah, we even have centaurs on the forest. And then there's like a dragon in a background shot.
0: To see more of the centaur cop, you have to watch Pixar's Bright. It has a, uh, (laughs) a Pixar cop that doubles as it's considered to be Disney's first uh, LGBTQ character. Um, mm. Yeah.
1: Do you mean it's a different movie name, isn't it? It's, it's not right. It's like Enchanted.
0: Yeah. yeah. Onward. Yeah. Okay,
1: you said uh. bright, so I was like, uh, uh. whatever.
0: I'm a few beers in, so <laughs> Disney Pixar's Bright Onward, Coco, whatever you want to call it.
1: <laughs> Crushing through those bud yeah, lights exactly. again. Bush lights. <laughs> um,
0: mm. So one of the cool things about Bright that I found to be interesting was this movie did not have a screenwriter in any capacity. It's one of Netflix's Mm -hmm. most expensive movies and they didn't take the time to get a screenwriter to adapt the story to movie format, you know, to a format of being filmable and and cohesive. Oh,
2: I thought for a second, you were implying that it was actually a reality documentary. Like they just got a bunch of orcs or maybe like (laughs) improv. They got a bunch of real orcs
0: and fairies and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah, exactly
1: one of Netflix's famously popular mm. documentary series. Um, I didn't know that that they didn't have a screenwriter. I went in here, I didn't read anything about the movie. I've obviously seen things online over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Nothing about the production mm. though. This was so. a book you're saying?
0: Uh, no, it was written for the purpose of filming, but the person that wrote it is not a screenwriter. So they did basically just wrote a story. Um, didn't publish it in any capacity, to my understanding, and then it was adapted to movie format straight from the story.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I will say Will Smith had some great lines, classic, great Will Smith. He also lines. had some
0: really bad lines, Kelsey. Uh,
1: <laughs> he did. I'm still
0: really confused about how to feel about fairy lives don't matter today. Mm. I'm still like so awkward about that. Oh yeah, and that was in 2017.
2: That that was yeah. even yeah. harsher yep. than
1: was red hot right then uh, i can't remember there's there were a few other ones at the end of the movie less politically charged in a uh, bad way but just not very good singers they're clearly meant to be singers i
0: have to say that uh, nick jacoby had the best lines in the movie for me i really enjoyed his character uh, especially so right before the scene where daryl and nick are getting shot at by the uh the latino gang uh they get shot at by somebody else which i don't really understand who this shooter was affiliated with but you know that's okay um oh and, was that the
2: shooter from the safe house i think
0: yeah from the house where some of the the fairy folk had been murdered horrifically mm, elf um, folk okay racist oh my Got Got him. Um, Elf lives don't matter today, Trev. (laughs) No, but um, some great lines in that shootout where Nick asks Daryl, "How are your holes?" And that line—that line made me laugh the first time I Mm -hmm. watched it. It made me laugh the second time I watched it as well. I thought it was great.
1: That did make me laugh. Um, I think one of my big quibbles with the movie, which. Trevor, you mentioned while we were watching it. Which race were the quibbles? (laughs) Oh, my God. No, no, the tribbles. Um, It was so Mm. dark. It was so dark during most of the action sequences of the movie. And I really, I already hate, like, really blurry action sequences. And to add, like, the very, very dark lighting, it was really boring to me every time there was an Mm. action scene. I was like, I can barely, I mean, you can tell what's happening. But it's not interesting to watch because you can't see any details.
0: And you know what's interesting about that, Kelsey, is the director of this movie, the director of Bright, also directed Suicide Squad. And I had very mm. similar complaints about Suicide Squad.
1: Okay, I refused to watch Suicide Squad, so I oh, I think I quoted,
0: <laughs> quoted Suicide Squad, or no,
2: I made a joke about uh, the nightclub joke, scene. Yeah. I said that the Joker was going to turn up as running the nightclub. Feel free to cut my bad jokes that I'm second quoting myself on from the podcast.
0: Uh, The jokes are going to be the highlight of this podcast. (laughs) Recycling,
1: recycling his own Mm -hmm. material.
2: What is it about airline food, guys? (laughs)
0: What's the deal with airline food?
2: (laughs) Oh God, so hacky.
0: (laughs) What did y'all think of the the Magic Police? That team of uh... (laughs) the.
1: I laughed really hard when they said the name of it, the Magic yeah. Force, I think it was, or something. And they're like, yeah, they're like the Magic Feds, which was like another handholding moment of like, let's give you a real world comparison. Yeah, thanks, Bright. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was like, okay.
2: Uh, I'm going to expose myself. Oh, Brendan Gleason, uh, the knockoff Brendan Gleason guy, <laughs> by which I just mean a heavy set, angry person. The white
0: cop. The yes, white- exactly. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes,
2: elf elf being white a different top. race from white, yes. Because there was also, I think, an Asian elf. I think we were excited to see that. They
1: were. Yeah, some good elf mm-hmm. diversity. Um, yeah, I laughed a lot at the elf oh, yeah. guy of that duo. I would
0: totally have liked this movie more if it was just about that duo. I, I thought they were so engaging and entertaining. Yeah.
1: They were pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, I felt weird because I feel like they were in the movie and you thought they would be a more major part, but they really weren't that integral. Like they showed up and I'm like, oh, these guys are going to be like a big part. They're going to interact with the heroes. And it was just kind of them following the heroes and discussing what had happened Mm -hmm. to the heroes. And then they're like at the end.
2: Yeah. My, my biggest, um, issue with this movie is that and i think it's actually the part of the movie that i liked that kelsey didn't like um kelsey and i of course are a married couple uh hence our (laughs) same last name Uh, oh god (laughs) um Mm that i would have enjoyed this movie more if they had just just left the world building in and kept the uh magic prophecy thing to a uh, minimum
1: I do like the world building. What do you? Well, what I mean
2: about? is, I wanted like a a cop movie set in this world, and I didn't care for the last thirty minutes of the film.
0: Without the prophecy, though, okay. the movie just loses even more cohesion. I would think. Hmm.
1: I just want to point out that I never made a statement on the prophecy, so I don't <laughs> know why you're saying we have opposite opinions. Oh, okay.
2: Well, but... now you're disagreeing with me about disagreeing with me. So. <laughs>
1: No, I actually said at the end of the movie, I said, I wish this was more of a buddy. Oh, movie. Fair enough. Literally when we were getting off yeah. watching it, um, I mean, like, I mean, like you said, Dave, I understand that was supposed to be the point that tied it all together, but it also didn't feel like it had that much influence throughout the movie. It was like a last-minute bow to wrap it all together. It was even
2: called the Great Prophecy. They didn't even choose a, a name like the 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 Book of Mordecai or something really lame like that. Uh, it it had to be the bottom dollar. It's a prophecy, and it's the prophecy.
0: The Great Prophecy sounds like a uh, a ship that you would see in the Halo franchise. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah. So. I like the Dark Lord was just the Dark Lord too. I just want to say that yeah. real quick. Like, you know, he's Did you a guys picture
0: Ozzy Osbourne he, every time they said the Dark, the dark Lord?
1: <laughs> I was thinking of Voldemort the whole mm-hmm. time. I was like... See,
0: I never go to Harry Potter. I, I'm not a Harry Potter fan, so I don't even think about it at all. Um, back to the prophecy though. A quick follow-up. Wasn't the prophecy more about Nick Jacoby, the, the orc cop?
1: yeah mm. I was wondering the s- same thing at the end I thought that they kept say, like referencing it to him yeah. well or... maybe
2: that was a different prophecy but it was clearly an unnamed prophecy
1: right. sure. she did say at the beginning she said your partner is special or something mm. to him
2: who said that to him
1: uh, okay. uh, I chicken
0: tikka masala
1: tikka <laughs> that was that's the only way I can remember her name is thinking of tikka masala <laughs>
0: But also uh, when Jacoby gets shot at the, uh, the orc headquarters or or the the gang headquarters, uh, he gets resurrected very quickly. And they say that he's the main part of the prophecy. Uh, They said it is the prophecy or something like that.
2: I don't know who can say they should have given us this prophecy. I guess
0: the way I kind of interpreted it was that they had set up this prophecy for Jacoby. And when ward, was actually like the main person in the prophecy. I thought it was kind of not necessarily a subversion of expectations, but it, it did play out in a way that I wasn't quite expecting the first time I watched the movie. But then after I thought about it for Mm. even just a minute, I was like, of course the guy with top billing that's on the cover of this movie is a fucking bright. It's called bright. Mm. So I have mixed feelings
1: about it. Of course. Yeah. I, the length of the movie was also, I, I do not mind two-hour movies when they feel like they need to be two-hour movies. I feel like this was a movie where it was just really bloated with a lot of like poorly lit action sequences and reaction shots. And I think part of
0: that is the and, lack of a screenwriter to to know when to, right. to cut things back, to know what's... Yeah, um, of course, this movie was also edited, so it had editors. But at the same time, I, I think a screenwriter would have really helped the movie out. And mm-hmm. I, I know they're making a sequel to this movie. I really hope they pick up a screenwriter.
1: What? When is that supposed to happen?
0: I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with all the stuff going on that's delaying every movie that could possibly come out.
1: Right. I, I did say at the beginning, I was like, it's actually totally unbelievable for me right now to watch a movie where people are going over to each other's houses. <laughs> I was like, I literally several times had reactions where I was like, why are they going to like the grandma's house. And I had to remind myself, oh, right, right. Like not every movie is set during a pandemic.
0: <laughs> and speaking of the part where, uh, where Daryl takes his daughter to her grandmother's house, I thought it was interesting that there was a lot of early in the movie, there was a lot of setting up of Daryl's family. It, it showed his wife and their relationship. It showed, it showed their daughter. And they didn't really show the grandma, but obviously she's in the family picture. But, mm. but then there's some really odd lines where, where Nick like, makes fun of, of Ward for not getting enough sex. And right. he, mm. he acts like Ward is like a serial killer. Or no, Ward acts like he himself is a serial killer in some mm. scenes where he's like, you don't want to be my friend. I don't have friends. <laughs> I'm a terrible person. And it's like, no, you're mm. not. You're like a good dad and right. wife. You have a, you're it's- trying to be a good <laughs> cop. Like, where's this coming from?
1: It comes out of yeah. nowhere because, like, it they had set it up as if he wasn't like that cranky and angry all the time until you know he got shot and almost died and kind of blamed it on his partner. But he's acting like this is an ongoing thing of him being a piece of shit. Yeah,
0: I yeah. Uh, it, it's totally jarring. Not a fan of that portion.
2: Yeah, just gonna say that your note about the movie being, um, like individual scenes that are great. Uh, to me, it was like a Picasso painting. Like each feature on its own, they don't fit together into a real human face, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does make sense. Um, I, there's a great movie hiding somewhere in here, which is one of the reasons why I'm looking forward to the sequel. I'm right. hoping they can pull it together. Oh, uh, mm.
1: mm, I don't, but will they or will they make it worse? That's always. <laughs> the question with sequels.
2: Yeah. My feelings. Let's talk about John wick for a while, guys. I'm commandeering the podcast. Um, I love the first John wick film because they, they do world building, but it's kept to a minimum. And then obviously the choreography and cinematography are fantastic. of the fight scenes. Um, And then the second and third movies didn't do that for me. And also they killed the goose that laid the golden egg by revealing so much of the world. Uh, and I I feel that that's what's going to happen with the sequel. And this goose is just leg- laying regular eggs. I was thrilled by the like John Wick more- sequels. Oh, God. Dave, I can't be on the co- <laughs> podcast again because you're going to make me watch bad movies. I've already made fight, you watch Bright. Fight, it fight. shouldn't be. On- a. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, see, I feel like I'm weirdly in the middle in that I don't hate the John Wick sequels as much as Trevor does. But I also agree that the first one was the best, and that they slowly made them like slightly worse.
0: I feel like the first one was basically just a, a straight-up good action movie, and the second and third ones, mm-hmm. they knew that they couldn't sequel it very well, almost. So they just kind of went with, let's make some and fight scenes, and just make this campy as hell, and, and have fun with it. Mm. And they don't feel like they have such a heavy tone, which I can definitely see how somebody would think they were lesser than the original John Wick. But Parabellum when the dogs are getting shot and the dogs are wearing bulletproof armor, then they start attacking all of the, oh. the terrorists.
1: Like <laughs> for that. Me, yeah. that, that
0: that scene and that concept in a movie, it can't be a bad movie. That scene was just fun as hell. Mm.
1: Well, and that's that's why I disagree with Trevor. Slightly, in that I don't think they're awful. I think they're different oh, than yeah. the first one, but I do really like still the fight choreography and some of the concepts for the fight. I guess
2: you guys aren't very
0: bright. <laughs>
1: oh, oh no. he did it.
0: um happen. There. Um, But yeah, I, I know what you mean about building the world too much. That's exactly what happened with Star Wars. It was fine until they made the prequels. And then it was like, why are we explaining this? It was so much more fun as a mystery. Well, this movie,
2: like they've written themselves into a corner, I think by making magic so incredibly rare, because the sequels are going to have to be nuclear option magic. So they're going to have to do the dark Lord thing. They're going to have to do like way more magic in order to make it interesting. Cause they can't just do mostly a cop
0: movie again, for instance. I hope they get Ozzy Osbourne to play the Dark Lord.
1: <laughs> the dark, so good God. Yeah. That would be amazing. Um, <laughs> um, there was like one other on the nose moment I wanted to throw out, which was just uh, when they are talking to some, I, I don't know what to call them because I guess they're a gang. Um, which gang? The like, there's like 30. <laughs> that's what there's so many. Do you many, mean Altamira Latin, or do
2: you mean the, the Latin Foggies? Latin Altamira, gang. Kelsey.
1: Altamira. Thank you. Yes. So easy to remember. Um, And like the leader of that group is like in a wheelchair and they like really want the wand. And I was like, they're going to say like, they're going to spell out that this guy wants the wand so that he can walk again. And that scene they didn't. And I was like, oh, they didn't do it. Good for them. And then like later in the strip club. This guy's like, I'm tired of wearing a colostomy bag. I want to walk again.
2: What I wanted, I I really wanted slightly higher magic. So I wanted, for instance, uh, Poison, the Altamira gang leader. Um, Yeah, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted him to um, have magic that allowed him to walk and have like a colostomy bag fight where he's just like running around killing people. And that didn't happen.
1: That's that what John Wick 4 is going to be all about, Trav.
2: <laughs>
1: oh yeah. I can't wait till Keanu Reeves gets old, and makes action movies.
0: <laughs> Didn't that already happen? He's not yeah. he's not young. He's like uh, 55, I think.
1: Yeah, but he looks incredibly That's young still. At some at some point he's going to start looking old.
2: He's fi- he is 55. I uh I'll take that bet, Kelsey. I got
0: the movie facts.
1: I mean, he's either gonna die young or one day it's gonna be over. I don't think he'll ever look mm-hmm. old.
0: He'll be one of those George yeah. Clooney types All or right? Brad Pitt types, where they like somehow get more handsome with age.
1: They are handsome, but they definitely like Brad Pitt. Definitely looks older now. He is very tan, and his face looks a little more like a leather handbag.
2: Oh a, woman, a woman's eyes, Dave.
1: A very handsome leather handbag. Wow. Like, Dookie. I would still Duke, I would still go with him. I'm just saying. You started
0: to say do him, and you walked it back. No, I would never <laughs> say
1: that.
0: So one of the things I don't understand about Bright in any capacity, and I hope you guys have the answer, because I've been looking for it in my head for a long time. How the hell does Netflix make money with these huge budget movies? Nobody signed up for a new Netflix account to watch Bright. So this didn't get any yeah. new subscriptions in.
1: I really have no idea cuz I think more people would sign up for it for like ongoing Netflix series right now. Yeah. To be able to watch those.
2: I I don't th- I think that um let, let let's talk philosophy. I don't think that um people are as rational as people think they are. I don't think rational exists. So like on the one hand, I don't think anybody actually made money off of this and what I hope is that, uh, Netflix's analytics are terrible and that they, they have no way to know nobody subscribed because of bright. Like I hope that they looked at their subscriber count and they're like, Oh, I don't know. Um, because I think that it's good that you can make bad movies or ridiculous movies or any kind of movie. And people just think that all movies make money all the time. That's a good thing. That's the only reason that art exists.
1: Well, and they have been transitioning to more like their own original. I mean, I know this one was the most expensive, but more original movies and series. And I imagine they're doing that because they just need a certain volume of content Mm. uh, and that it might be cheaper for them, like, to produce more things themselves than to continue paying rights to keep different series on, on the service. I mean, you see most series only stay on there a few years and then they're gone. Mm.
0: Yeah. Cause all of the owners of the series are, are creating their own streaming service to, to battle Netflix. I'm yeah. so right. tired of that happening.
1: Yeah. I don't like having multiple subscriptions personally. So. Yeah. I
0: refuse to do it. Uh, I have, I, I have Netflix and I have Amazon Prime and I, I don't have any other subscriptions anymore. I used to have Hulu, but I only use it to watch Adventure Time. So I was like, mm. "Is it really worth this like seven dollars a month to to watch two episodes of Adventure Time?" And I said, "No."
1: We have Netflix, net Netflix, Netflix Prime, and uh Tim's a weeb, so we have Crunchyroll.
0: Ah, mm. Very nice.
1: I'm like half a weeb.
0: <laughs> You're a weeb. Are you a wee or an eeb? Yeah. Weeb? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 90 million dollars this movie costs wow that's a lot of 15 dollar a month subscriptions that's a lot and one of the that's alarming right. things that i remember netflix netflix's analytics coming out and saying after this movie came out they were using a lot of verbiage like this is the hottest movie released in the last quarter uh this movie got more views than than they would list movies released to theater and it's like of course this movie got more people watching it. It's free and people can watch it in their homes. Mm-hmm. But they were treating it the same way as if it was released in the traditional manner releasing in the movie theaters.
2: Right. Oh wow, it was I'm released in December. Up too, so yeah. That was a big I mean that's a big time for movies. So what
0: else was in December? That's when
1: Star Wars came out at that point. Oof. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I think one of the Star Wars came out then they they've been coming out in Don't December. Open that every can of year, arms, I think.
0: Kelsey. I don't want to talk about Star Wars.
1: I I don't want to talk about it in depth. I'm just saying. (laughs) People wanted to go see it. That's fair.
0: And I brought up Star Wars earlier. Um, I just still hurt from Rise of Skywalker. I still haven't seen it. Don't. Just don't.
1: You don't. (laughs)
0: Um, So what do you guys think the sequel to this movie is going to be about? What do you think Bright 2 is going to be about?
1: Is he going to do more Chosen One shit? I don't know. Will they get Will Smith back? I would imagine so.
0: (laughs) He hasn't been very hot lately. Uh, I still remember that awful M Night Shyamalan movie that he made after Earth.
1: I feel like he's been in G- more Gemini Man lately. He just made that, that Gemini Man and I feel like he was in something else. I did not look at the box office numbers cuz I I mean I had no interest in it.
0: Yeah, G- mm. G- Gemini Man was a bus and I, all I remember about it, I never saw it first of all, but I remember it was filmed in like four different styles. Like it was filmed in a really high frame rate, a normal frame rate it was also filmed in um, IMAX. I was going to say ihop, but that one makes sense <laughs> <laughs> I got pancakes on the brain uh, and, and a fourth <laughs> style, probably three d and so like, you were watching a different movie depending on which ticket you bought, because it was filmed in so many different styles that they all looked different. It was such a weird concept, yeah, That's a lot.
2: I just want to call out that Dave is such a good podcast host that he just quietly referenced a line in the movie and then just threw it away. He didn't call out the fact that like, Oh, pancakes on the brain. That's from bright. He just said
0: it and threw it away. I
1: don't think he did that on purpose. He told me he ate pancakes. I do have
0: pancakes on the brain from bright. Ah, okay. They're the ones that put the pancakes on the brain.
1: (laughs) Okay. And that made you buy the pancakes.
2: They
0: were delicious for the record.
2: If you're talking about what a sequel is going to look like, I'm a pessimist. So I'm going to describe the sequel that I would absolutely hate. And it's going to be
1: two and a half hours, two and a
2: half hours. It's not going to complete the plot. It's going to set set up. I'm going to describe the Matrix Reloaded right now. (laughs) It's going to set up a third epic movie that may never get made. And it's going to be this Dark Lord business. And I wouldn't even be surprised if Will Smith wasn't in it. Uh,
1: They're going to tell us a lot more about centaur cops. mm. Uh, There's going to be a dragon defense squad.
2: Yeah. What did they save? They saved dwarves and centaurs. They never showed us dwarves and they barely showed us centaurs.
0: Well, in the scene with the centaur, they were, they were beating orcs with like billy clubs and stuff. Can you imagine a centaur like curb stopping somebody? Like it probably wouldn't be pretty. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, you remember the time John Wick used a horse to kill a man three times? Uh, he killed three different men one time, yeah. Treb. Jeez. It, yeah, you yeah. can't kill
1: a man three Get times. Get it right. <laughs>
0: Get the John e- Wick Yeah, even, right. even the high score for
2: number of times killed, <laughs> which was Jesus, of course, was only twice. So
0: John right. Wick has like uh, those medical shockers to bring him back to life and kill him again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> EKG machine. Is that it? Yeah. No, that's something else.
2: What What would what movie would you guys want to see, really?
1: I don't know that I want a second one. I'm super pessimistic on sequels, like, almost all of the time. Every time, especially when there's just a space of a couple years between it, every time everyone gets really jazzed for a new sequel, I'm just super pessimistic about it. I'm the same way about adaptations of things. Mm. I'm like, I'll go see it. But I'm not going to get excited. Dr. Sleep, <laughs> everyone was like, oh, I'm so excited. I was like, I'm going to watch it. But that it. had a lot more
0: than a few years in between, Kelsey. And, mm.
1: <laughs> so many years. I mean, so many years. But I think in general, I don't know. Uh, give me an example of the sequel being better than the first movie. Um, I'm sure um, one has to exist. Okay. I'll oh, take man. that one.
2: There, I know there's mm-hmm. examples. I know immediately that you're wrong, but I can't think of one.
1: No, I literally just said I'm sure there's. I thought Crank 2 High Voltage think, was better
0: than Crank, but I think they're both cinematic oh, masterpieces.
1: God. I'm just saying that, like, on average. Oh, uh, like, Empire Strikes
0: Back. Yeah. It, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah, Like I said, there's got to be a couple examples. <laughs> I'm just saying like on average, uh, I don't think they tend to be better, so I do not get my what, ho- hopes up. The,
2: the sequel to Batman Begins?
0: <laughs> you don't even know the name. <laughs>
1: the Dark Knight?
2: Yeah. Thor, the Dark Thor Ragnarok? <laughs> now I'm just scrolling through a list. Logan? Mad Max Fury Road?
1: I don't know if I would consider Logan a sequel. It's like it's part of the universe. Mm. Anyway. For the
0: record, by the way. I want to get my opinion here on recording. I thought Matrix Reloaded was a lovely movie. I did not hate it at all.
2: Well, again,
1: I didn't hate it, but I don't know if I would call it.
2: I saw it in theaters, and I was so disappointed that it didn't wrap anything up. And that's all I remember about it. So I was like 13 at
0: the time, I think. That's fair. I'm more worried about Bright turning into... Uh, the Mummy, which I think came out in twenty nineteen, uh, I could be wrong about the year, but the the Tom Cruise movie, The Mummy, where they're trying to oh uh, did not they're trying to build an it. extended universe before like taking the proper steps to build a full extended universe. I can totally see Netflix yeah, the dark doing that. Universe. Yeah, I have like the bright universe, <laughs>
1: which like honestly, I think. I thought the dark universe, I I mean, I knew that it was, I kind of suspected it would be shit, but I was like, I kind of like that concept.
0: Well, we saw a movie that was kind of pitched as being in the dark universe. Kelsey, we saw the invisible man. Yeah. um, Yeah. Which I certainly didn't care for, but it has its fans.
1: Did not. love. Um,
0: So yeah. Uh, I, I think Bright has a bright future ahead of it I really hope that
1: He was waiting to say mm. that
0: That's the whole reason why we're recording today I, I had that in my pocket <laughs> no, The pancake okay. joke and the bright future I, pocket
1: I can tell we're about to wrap it up Because Dave's using his ending line I'm sorry to <laughs> continue
0: <laughs> Well, Do y'all have anything to add about Bright? Anything you want to throw in before we Before we get off the record?
2: Uh, someday I'm going to marry um, Will Smith's wife from this movie Wow hmm. I look yeah. forward to that
1: the, the woman we see it's, in like the greater
2: prophecy. Yeah. I just could tell she has a great personality, good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the things that I really care about in a woman.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Don't invite me to the wedding. Just save uh, yourself the invite.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't have any further thoughts. Like I said, I mean, I'm glad I saw it once. I don't know that I need to watch it a second time.
0: It's a visually when As it's not guess. overly dark. It's a visually beautiful movie. Like, uh,
1: it's like dark like 70% of the Yeah, movie. but it also
0: had really exciting visuals that I, that like were just a feast for the eyes. Mm-hmm. I, in particular the uh the fairy that's like merged with the wall and her it looks like her blood is like oh, fused yeah. with like that was yeah. amazing. That was like an art piece.
1: That's super cool, but my problem is that they bogged all the super cool stuff down with like another hour and a half of stuff that was kind of boring
0: yeah i can't argue with that but
1: but yeah i agree i agree there's really really cool visually interesting things it's a
0: free movie it helped kill some time in the quarantine it gave us the opportunity to have a fun little podcast talking about it so thank you bright
1: thanks, <laughs> thanks Bright. <laughs> thanks will smith you need more money he probably
0: does <laughs> he's comes from a very very poor untalented household just kidding his whole family's talented yeah <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and listening to the podcast, dear listeners, and have a lovely day.